Welcome back to the Weeboo Podcast. This is a new season of our podcast, season three. Exciting times here. Today, we're kind of going to just do like an overview and a preview of our season three of the podcast, but kind of going hand in hand with that, the fall 2021 season. It's a pretty exciting season. I'm not going to lie. I've watched a lot of anime this past week. I think about seven of these new shows that kind of came out. And I'm sure, Pat, you have watched a lot as well, and I'm sure there's a lot to talk about there. But before we get into that, how's your week, Pat? How's the quarantine treating you? Any good food updates? How are you getting through everything over there? You know, it's not bad, but the irony of the situation is that Singapore is ending their quarantine restrictions the day after I get out. So basically, regardless if I quarantined or arrived um, next week, it would have been like the same thing. So I basically quarantined for nothing, which kind of sucks. But, you know, on the bright side, I guess I get to watch anime and catch up and... You know, just speaking about things that I've watched beside anime, I did binge Squid Game an entire day. <laughs> so, you know, there's... You it, finally watched Squid Game? I finally, I finally watched it. I finally get the TikToks. I finally understand the songs. Wait, wait. Okay. Uh, okay. Before we even talk about Fall 2021 anime, then we got to talk about Squid Game, right? We, we, I think <laughs> we should. I've been waiting for this moment. I think we should. I, I finally watched it. You know, I think it's... It's definitely a hot topic. I had to I had to keep up with the trends. I've literally been waiting for this moment for you to watch Squid Game because it's such an interesting show. It's very unique, right? I don't even know or like I can think of some comparable shows and we've obviously watched a lot of anime. So there are some dark shows in anime that kind of kind of correlate or coincide with the vibes that Squid Game gave me. But what were your like initial takeaways from it? Like, did you like the show in general? Did you have any like gripes or negative comments about it? Yeah, you know, it's it's dark for sure. It's dark. It's it's not as gory as I thought it would be. And maybe that is, you know, if that was an American game show, it'd probably be much gorier, probably. But I don't know. I'm thinking like Saw or something. Overall, I liked it. Uh, I, I mean, I have a couple issues with maybe some of the way the plot was portrayed in characters, but then again, it is translation. Maybe I'm not just getting the full picture because it's translated, but overall, it was a very interesting show. I mean, I watched it in a day, so it kept me entertained enough that I watched it straight 10 hours, straight 10 hours. I, di- I didn't move. So by the end of it, I was pretty taken aback, especially by the last episode. I like did not see it coming. I had no clue. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I think before we proceed, I just want to give a spoiler warning. So if you've never watched Squid Games, you know, skip to the, the timestamp that we denote within our podcast description because obviously it's it's a very popular show. I'm assuming a lot of people out there have already watched it, but I want to talk about some specific things. Going back to your comment about the last episode, did, did you get any um, SAO vibes from it? Because I got hella SAO vibes from it. Oh, now that you, know you I mean? mention it, like, yeah, just kind of like want to be the god of a world almost. <laughs> Cre- yeah, create so your own as world. I was watching it. Yeah, exactly. So like one topic that's covered in SAO at the back end of the story. And I'm just assuming that everyone watched SAO. So no spoiler warning. F it. But Kaiwa Akihiko, the creator of Aincrad or Sword Art Online, wanted to participate in the game right and that was something that they kind of got to like if you created this world why wouldn't you want to participate in the game 
And as I was watching Squid Game, I just couldn't help but have that same feeling because they were leaving it pretty open-ended as to who was the creator of the game or who was kind of controlling the game. And when they revealed that, I was like, wait, this is SAO, man. Like, this is exactly what SAO did, where the creator of the game wanted to participate and feel that, like, exhilaration and the excitement that came from the game. Yeah, honestly, that's that's a good way. A life, life or death game, right? That's a, that's a very interesting point. I didn't think of that. I didn't tie it together. But now that you've mentioned it, it's kind of hard to unsee. Did you have any thought that that was going to happen? Like, did you... Once you learned it, I'm sure you picked up on clues you missed earlier on because that's what happened to me. But going through it, was there any moment, like just like SAO, where you realize like someone in this game is controlling it or or there's a like what the hell is going on type of thought? Well, so I thought what Squid Game was interesting was they kind of kept it a black box into in terms of like who the creator was or who the game master was. But there's always a game master, right? And that's something that we've kind of seen in anime a lot. And that's why I had that thought process where I was like, there has to be a game master. There has to be someone that created this. There has to be some purpose as to why this game exists. Like some outside being has to enjoy it. And there, there's obviously some depiction of that when these other people kind of come to watch the games, put their bets, etc. And then they find joy and entertainment from it. But we never knew who the main game master was throughout it and there was a point in episode six and episode six was my favorite episode of squid game by far i'm sure it was a lot of people's favorite episode but it was the it was the episode with the marbles and up to that point i felt that they showed almost every single key character's death and they didn't show one of them and at that point i started to have my doubts i was like oh is this the guy because this is literally the only instance where they haven't sh- shown a pretty upfront gory death scene for a pretty big main character. And then that's when I when it kind of like tied back to me for me at least. But did did you have any thoughts about it as you were watching or was it just like oh shoot like this kind of came out of nowhere? Yeah, to me it kind of came out of nowhere. So I thought the old man you know, spoiler. I mean, we already said the spoiler, but he was sharp. I, I could tell he was faking it, um, especially in the Marble game. The whole the whole scene just was too weird. I was like, there's no way he's, like, not faking it. But I thought he was doing it out of, like, the goodness of his heart that, like, you know, he just, he would rather end his game there rather than, uh, you know, see the main character kind of get killed. Yeah, I got those vibes too, though. Like, I, I felt like he was like, this main character is a guy like that can, you know, change the way this game is played or change the way that humans per- perceive other humans. And that was interesting. And yeah, the the one thing that I want to say that I didn't get and that I picked up on really fast was that they never explained why he was there. Besides the fact that he was going to die because he had a tumor in his head. I was like, this guy doesn't seem like he's in debt. Like I know, I know they had the so I think it was the soju scene outside the grocery store, where uh, mm-hmm. he says that I'm staying with a friend because um, I don't have anything left. I think he said something along those lines. Um, I don't have nowhere to stay, but that didn't make sense to me because he was getting treatment or had a brain tumor that he knew about and was going to a hospital. Because if you were that poor, you wouldn't even know that. And I was really yeah, yeah. confused so, about that. 
I think that was probably the first tell, right? That was like the first hint that people could have picked up on. And I didn't pick up on it at that point of the story because there's just so many question marks still that, w- that were going on. In terms of Squid Game's kind of like overall story and like the desperation they show of like humans and like the games they play, did you actually enjoy that aspect of the show? Slash, did you enjoy the games of the show? So I liked some of the games. Okay, I I thought the Dalgona game was really dumb. I'm just gonna like the whole Dalgona game. What's the Dalgona game? That was the cut out the uh, the. Oh yeah. That entire game was dumb. First of all, there's no way she could use a lighter like without being seen. And the whole like I don't know why. I mean I'm I didn't grow up in Korea. Maybe the kids do cut out the shapes. Maybe that is like a fun thing they do. But I don't understand why that would be life or death. And out of all the games, I felt like that had very little meaning one of our friends actually explained that game um while we were out or while i was out with them they said that you're actually supposed to play the game by licking the back to cut it out and it didn't make sense to her that nobody knew how to play the game until the main character started doing it and that kind of just added like another wrench in that game for me where it was just like if this is typically how you play it, how did no one know how to play it? Yeah, yeah. See, that makes a lot of sense because you wouldn't be giving kids needles and be saying like, "Cut it out." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, that's an odd one, and I think a lot of cultures have red light, green light. You know, even in American Western cultures, a lot of kids play that, right? Um, maybe it's not played the exact same way, but there's always some type of form of stop and go. Yeah, yep. That that one, I just that one seemed just more like a, one of those like. Like the how they did it in the show, like we did weed out weed out the players and uh obviously don't go backwards. It wasn't that hard of a game in my opinion. I thought way too many people died. I mean, you just stop. <laughs> so Yeah, it just it just felt like the kind of first impression where they had to show this kind of hostile environment, the intensity of the show. And I don't know how I would react if, I, if I'm put in that situation where I'm just like in this extreme situation. Would I run away? Would I start moving? Would I just like frank, frantically like start shaking? I, d- I don't know. And maybe that's what they were trying to get at just to set the intensity and the, I guess, just the hostileness of the show. That's That's all I got out of it. But like, obviously, the game is easy, right? You could just stop and go. That's yeah. You can do that as yep. a five year old. Yeah. So, you know, those two games, I mean, I've said what I've said. Um, Going into, like, some of those other games, like, I definitely thought the marble game was the most unique, especially because there was no set rules on how to play marbles. Because I, when I saw it, I was like, dude, I don't even know how to play marbles. I thought, like, I've had marbles growing up, but I always remember, like, using a marble to hit other marbles. I don't really remember, like, trying to hit them, trying to, like, guess the odd or even. And maybe that's just, like, a, a game in Korea, but... I thought that was interesting that the goal is just like take your opponent's marbles by any means necessary without violence. I liked it more than Tug of War. I can tell you that. Tug of War seemed really dumb to me. I hated the bridge game. I hated that game with a passion. Oh, that game was really dumb. I was like, this is just pure luck and uh, it doesn't really make too much sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, when that game happened, I just, I don't want to say I lost it, but... I kind of lost hope for the show for a hot second, but I I knew I know like in the back end of things like 
the main purpose of squid game i don't think are the games it's not like no game no life or something where the games of of the show are so important and pivotal to how how the story progresses and whatnot but that bridge game man like you if you pick the wrong number to begin with you're fucked and then how i don't i don't get it it's just all random like if you pick you have a 50 50 chance to choose which glass to step on as your next step if you choose incorrectly all right you're dead and then so on and so forth and then at the back of the the bridge game they explode all the glass and that's their way of just killing off the main girl character uh i don't know about that it just seems like a cop-out kill to set up the 1v1 scene for the last game of squid game which is actually the game this squid game yeah i was pretty triggered that the glass thing is of how the girl died i was like legitimately triggered by that i was like what how is how are you gonna die because of that like that's that's absurd yeah exactly it wasn't even it wasn't even part of the the games it wasn't even part of the the show that they were trying to display from the games it just happened to be that this piece of glass just stuck to her side and she died and it just felt like a complete cop-out it was just i, I was shook too i was i was like how could they do this it, it just didn't seem like the right way to kill off one of the main characters in my opinion yeah that, that yeah i agree that that whole scene just didn't make sense i mean it wasn't a game that was just that was just death <laughs> It was just like unlucky. It was just pure unluckiness. Yeah, I mean, you just you're just gonna die no matter what, unless I mean, there 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 was literally no way to survive that unless you could tell which one was tempered and which one wasn't. Exactly, and kind of going off this this topic about the game, still, I actually thought the games were the worst part of Squid Game. Is that a hot take? I'm not sure. Uh, is it a hot take? What did you think of the game Squid Game, the actual Squid Game? No, I thought it was trash. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought every I thought, single game in Squid Game was trash. Okay, I thought that was pretty pretty confusing too. And you know what I also didn't get is that the VIPs or so what you would call them, they made it seem like this was the first time having this game in Korea. I mean, that's what they said. So I think, but it wasn't because the winner there's... of like five years ago was the guy's brother. It like, but what if he went to a different country? Oh, I, I guess that's true. Because we don't know that, that yet, and that might be something they're trying to explain in Season 2. It just seems like there's a huge black box still in terms of the history of the games and how they've been conducted and how they've been maintained. So maybe that's just something that they're going to try to unravel and show in Season 2. Is there a Season 2? I think so. I mean, the last episode of Squid Game just felt like a f- complete setup for Season 2. I'm don't know if it's confirmed by netflix i i want to say it is and it just felt like they were trying to string together next season but i don't know if that was the right move or not yeah that's tough i don't think a second season is going to be great i mean maybe a lot of people watch it because of the hype of the first season um i mean they left a lot of open ends right like the detective guy he might still be alive that was pretty open-ended he definitely didn't get shot in the head he got shot in the shoulder yeah exactly so. Like, there's just too many loose ends that they didn't clean up in the show that there has to be a season two. But the season two just seems like more of a in-depth, deep dive into how the games are conducted and how it's corrupt. More so than the main character, like, participating in the game again, right? Right, right. it just doesn't seem like, 
like it, it doesn't make sense for him to participate again into the game obviously and that might lose that might make the show lose its like intensity yeah you know you know the best part of the entire show in my opinion is the subway scene in the beginning that is the best show in my opinion the best part which part where they're in the subway and they play the the card game with uh i forget there was a name for it but the red and blue cards that was the best part of the show in my opinion really Uh, why do you think that was the best part i just thought like the that game made a lot of sense to me i thought it was actually like a pretty cool game and i think game wise it, it was one of the better games though i like the set i like the kind of that that whole that whole way that was portrayed in that like some guy is like finding people at the lowest of the low and somehow you know when people are that desperate he is essentially gaining their trust by some absurd method of this game and giving them cash. But it, it does it like to me it just showed me like, wow, when people are really desperate, like you can convince them with like straight up just cash and just just straight up money. Like how many people how many people in real life, right, would, would actually play that game unless you were that desperate yeah so i think the best part of the show is that it depicts like human desperation really well from just like a financial perspective right because one that game is you have to be really desperate or you have to love gambling kind of like the how he went he went to the the derbies want money lost his money (laughs) you know we saw that in the first couple of scenes but and then the second part was in episode two i think they all opted out to leave the game and once they left the game they realized how bad the real world was and they were so desperate for the money that they all opted to go back into the game and i think those like two things that kind of set up the story were really important and i thought that was actually the best part of the the squid the entire squid game not the games not the intenseness of like the killing and whatnot or the survival aspects of it it was the way it was able to depict human desperation and just the willingness to survive yeah yeah exactly like just seeing how desperate i mean how much more the real world could be and how much more of a hell that could be than than playing some survival game to the death i thought that was really interesting so i i i like that it was exactly like sao now i mean now that you've said it i can't unsee it but it, it that's what it is you're playing a game with your life and if you can win um you come out with as much money as you want or in sao standards you just come out op as hell and you can't lose because all your stats transfer over to like every game you play in the future (laughs) yeah exactly i mean in the end right like this is a more adult version of sao and i was just like wait (laughs) i see the comparison so much i just can't get it out of my head now and it was just funny to me but in terms of the overall production of the show and stuff did you did you think that the show got too much hype or did you think that it was overhyped because it was actually a k-drama it's definitely overhyped like 100 percent overhyped like squid game is not that good of a show my mom asked me today she was like hey should i watch squid game and i said you know it's got a lot of hype i don't think you'd enjoy it that's what i told her i was like you know like i think you're better off just reading a summary 
But I think for the younger generation, it's interesting because it's 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 the topic we're always saying. When a lot of people are watching something at once, it's so much more enjoyable to talk about something like that. It doesn't matter what it is. That's why you watch sports with people. That's why you go to the movie theaters with people. Just watching something with people and having everyone talk about it is just makes you feel like part of a community. And that Squid Game community was making me FOMO so hard. Why do you think it happened with like a K-drama though? It just seems so random, but at the same time, we know that K-dramas have been getting a lot of traction. So, but this is about to be the most watched show on Netflix. According to Netflix, Netflix, I don't know if the data obviously is correct, but what they're telling us via news articles is that this is the most watched show in the history of Netflix ever. Right, right. And it's kind of crazy to think, but yeah, like you said, K-dramas have been getting more popular. And I think the social media aspect of this was just, was just huge. And I don't think Netflix did too much advertising. I think the younger generation did the advertising by itself. Like just TikTok, social media, Instagram. And the catchiest part was that song of the doll game. The song of the doll game? The, the song they played. The song that's on all social media. Wait, is it the song that they play during like red, red light, green yeah, light? Yeah, red light, green light, the doll. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I see a lot of the TikTok videos where they where you can play like the red light, green light yeah yeah exactly i don't know if you've seen it but yeah it's pretty funny because i mean it's probably true it was all word of mouth probably where people were just starting to make memes starting to make tiktok videos about squid game and that's how it really spread and how a lot of people are just watching it but it's just mind-blowing to me this is a k-drama like it's not an american produced show for an american company in netflix a k-drama was the one that just put it over the top it's not even in like the height of covid where people are shut down and locked down like what like how did this show get so much hype it's just mind-blowing to me yeah it's it's just got um so much hype and you know i can already see this happening right so i don't know if you watch like a lot of adult adult cartoons or comedy but this is good. This is like gonna be featured like for the entire rest of the year. Like I'm sure I'm gonna see it in SNL, Rick and Morty, Family Guy. I don't know. So it's gonna be in shows, and it's just so hyped up to this point. Like it's almost like you have to watch it to just be relevant. From what I've seen, it's going to be the most highly worn costume during Halloween too, because it's easy. You just wear a tracksuit that you can order. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you just get a couple friends together and that that's that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so easy. Before we kind of switch over to the fall 2021 season, I wanted to make a, a hot take here and say that I actually think Alice in Borderland is significantly better than Squid Game. And Alice in Borderland and Squid Game are kind of in the same categories. I'm not saying this because I'm Japanese. I just don't think Squid Game was as good as Alice in Borderland from a story standpoint. But Squid Game, as a production, because it's a K-drama and it gets a lot of money and budget, is significantly better than Alice in Borderland. But for those people that enjoyed Squid Game, you should definitely watch Alice in Borderland because I do think that Alice in Borderland has a better storyline. And I already talked about the show in a previous podcast in greater detail, but that's my hot take. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's interesting because I've also heard another friend say the same thing. And they are not Japanese, so if that's any uh, 
any consolation for you. <laughs> yeah, but it might it might be more so like gamer bias too, because I think the games in Alice and Borderland are just significantly better and more thought provoking. And I hated the randomness of Squid Games games. I was just like, all right, I'm hitting the snooze button. Wake me up when the games are over. I'll start watching the show again once the games are over. Let's be real. This guy's got Kirito buff. He's not going to die. I don't need to watch this game. He's all the randomness, all the the garbage that happens around him. Yeah, he's not going to get hit by that because this man's Kirito. He's not dying. <laughs> I Okay, this is this is my hot take, but it didn't matter if it was the start of the show or the end of the show. The main character is absolutely trash. I just hate this guy. He's pretty garbage. He's pretty garbage. He's like but, Subaru in ReZero. That's like how much trash he he just gave me Subaru vibes. Like he, that track that tracksuit that Subaru wears. <laughs> and I was like, dude, the girl is Amelia. She's like cool. She's like got potential. She's got like cool that's personality. Pretty, and I was like, this guy's Subaru. This guy's a piece of trash. Like this guy can just die. That's actually pretty accurate. That's so funny. But to be fair, though, doesn't the guy have to be a piece of trash in order to have reached that rock bottom point in his life? Uh, I guess so. I guess everyone's trash in their own way, but it's I mean, like, all of them in the show are pretty much trash, except the girl or girls. The so. girls, the two, the two girls. Yeah. Yeah. And Ali. I don't know why Ali is like, there's no way he was in that much debt, right? <laughs> I mean, I still don't understand how he ended up there. I, don't, I, I mean... I have no idea. Maybe maybe he just came over and then he just didn't have enough money or he didn't get paid. Obviously, I think they depict him as not getting paid by his by his boss. So maybe that's just what happened. Also, I'm sure if he left, he had to owe the boss some kind of compensation for injuring him before he had come back to the game. <sighs> Ali was a great character. I actually loved his character a lot. Yeah, I really liked his character too. He's the only guy that I think I was like, ah, oh, this guy's not too bad. Everyone else is like, ah, oh, this yeah. P.O.S. Scumbags. Scumbags everywhere. Yeah. Subaru mother. Mother effing looking guy. <laughs> well, before we, I guess, before I go on my tangent of Kirito and then you go on your tangent of Subaru, I guess we can switch over kind of to the fall 2021 season. What have you watched so far and let, let's just go through the shows that you've watched and then like kind of give me your like first impressions like what what caught your attention here and there and what was something that you were like uh this might be already a drop warning yeah yeah let's uh so maybe maybe i'll explain what i've watched in the order i watched it because i think that to me gives a pretty good idea for everyone listening the reason I watched what I watched in the order that I watched it. So, starting off, the first thing I watched was Tact OP Destiny. And okay. it's not That's a pretty good place it's to not start. because it was the first show out. It was like we've talked about Madhouse Mappa. I liked the artwork. I've been talking about it. We've talked about it in the past. And I said, you know, let's start off with something new. And I wanted to watch something new, get something refreshing. And that's why I watched Tact OP first. You know, we can talk about the. What was your initial impression of it? And I, I know you've seen it too. Um, honestly, it was pretty vague as a first episode. Not, it was almost like a prelogue to the real start of the show. So, it's almost like you cannot drop the show after the first episode. There's like zero way you can drop it. Like, it doesn't matter 
who you are like there's just not enough substance in the first show to say like this is good or bad it's just like that was good it was a good prologue but i need i need to watch like the next two episodes to really understand what's happening who these characters are and whether and even make a initial judgment on like maybe an initial like gut feeling on it because it's pretty vague to start like yeah i understand maybe some basic plot about music and and how music is basically banned in this world that they live in but it's there's like no depth yet right it's it's very hard to draw any conclusions off of the first episode so for anyone who hasn't seen it yet i'd actually recommend not watching the first episode until another couple episodes come out because then i think you can actually watch them all at once and really understand what's happening so remember the last podcast or last episode of this podcast where i said this there's no way this anime can go bad right i actually think this is my biggest red flag anime it's it's sunny boy right yeah the first episode i watched it and i just got this like sunny boy ptsd and i was like wait this just this is sunny boy at the same time i know the art's great and i was like oh wait the art and animation are great i'm like wait i said that about sunny boy and i just got caught in the sunny boy ptsd and i just got so scared that this show is going to be so bad but i'm scared no no i i 100 agree it's i don't want to say it was a good first episode because it wasn't it wasn't a bad first episode but it was like I'm, you got to watch episode two and actually i think it came out today in america yeah um, yeah exactly so i'll probably watch that tonight and, and maybe next week we can kind of go into a little more like into the into the weeds with tacto p because there's a lot i feel like we're gonna want to discuss and just because the art's good enough i don't think we're gonna end up dropping this no matter what happens i think we'll end up watching it through i mean knock on wood but you know so far we'll see what happens and that was where i started off my season i don't know if you you had like a similar feeling but um well, I, I watched Tacked Up a little bit later in my list, but I, I totally understand why you watched it first. But I I totally agree with you. I don't think that I would drop the show no matter what, because the first episode, if I, if I had to pick one positive thing to take away from it, it was basically Madhouse and Mappa showing off and saying, look, look at what we can do, man. Like, I don't even care what script we have look at this art that we are producing and the production of the show that we are producing and i was just like holy hell this is this is next level because i don't understand what the hell is going on in this show not one bit (laughs) and i still am enjoying the fight scene so i don't think there's any world where i dropped the show it was more so just like a the story is so vague and I'm unsure what it even means, where it's going to go. I don't know where like the original works came from, to be honest with you, because I just haven't done my research yet. And I just can't tell where it's going. And I'm a little scared in that regard that this might be the the too hyped up show of fall 2021 that just never lives up to the hype. You know, and, and now that you've said that, the other thing about this show, just like Sunny Boy, is it's an original. It's not based off a light novel. It's not based off a manga. It's completely an original. Okay, I 
I got that feeling as I was watching it. I was like, I kind of get the feeling that this is the original work, and I'm I'm kind of scared because obviously, like I said, I have Sunny Boy PTSD because of what happened in summer 2021. Yeah, so maybe this. Let's just hope it's not 0 for two on these originals, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, what did you watch next after that one? All right, so moving on, I was like, you know, that wasn't a bad first episode i was like this is it was all right so i was like but let's i was like i want to watch what i've been waiting for the show that i've been edge of my seat waiting for this release i'm glad it was only one season delay 86 part two so that was the second show i watched because i had to get it in i had to watch it had to make sure i made the time for it and honestly the only word i can say is it's amazing I, I, I love 86. The first episode was great. Um, yeah, it didn't follow right after season one, but it didn't time skip too much to the point where I was like, this is absurd. And I've read some of the light novel and it's actually not following the light novel too closely, which is why I thought it was interesting that I thought it was a very well done first episode for almost going down a different path than the light novel but that's also what concerns me i'm on this crossroads yet almost fully confident to say that 86 is probably going to go down as my favorite anime in 2021 and I, I don't know if you realize this but fall 2021 is the last season of 2021 and the way that the story has progressed the music the art the character development, the characters itself, everything about the show is just, is just, it feels good. Like the show just feels good. And I just can't put a finger on it. Maybe like it's not the best story I've seen, I've, I've ever watched, obviously, out, out of all the anime I've watched, but it's one of those shows that's just so likable, so entertaining, so enjoyable to watch. I, I am all aboard on this 86 bandwagon and i feel like this is actually just gonna this is gonna be my anime of the year for 2021 and it's not even gonna be close and and the benefit of 86 is like unlike a typical anime it almost feels like there's not a main character it almost seems like everyone's a main character yeah, yeah. They explain the characters kind of differently, what they went through. They don't leave any character out, really. Obviously, the I forgot I, the main character's names because I'm so bad with names, but I think his name is Shin. Obviously, he's the main character, and obviously the girl on the... I, I'm so bad with names, but the like guiding side of the 86 troops was is the other main character, but it does feel like they don't leave anyone out. Yeah, and especially in season two, I think we're starting to see more personalities with some of the supporting cast. Just kind of seeing what they're going through, kind of now that they're out of a fighting day-to-day life, just what what the city's like. And have you seen episode two yet? Yeah, I've watched episode two. I thought episode two was amazing. I thought it was better than episode one. And that's why, like you said, I think like the show is, is going up in a great direction and honestly if it keeps getting better um this could honestly start falling into pretty high in the list of the best anime that i've seen in a while 
Yeah, episode two was high key the same thing as Squid Game episode two, where they like decide to go back to <laughs> the the battlefield or where, where they originally came from, which is like kind of funny. But I I just like the direction that they're going with the show. I don't I think the pacing is fine. Obviously, in the first two episodes, there wasn't a whole lot going on, like all the action scenes that kind of took place in season one that wasn't there. But I don't know. It's just. It just feels right. Like the way they're portraying the story just feels right to me. And I don't know if it'll go down as like a nine out of ten show and in my books at least, but it's definitely one of my favorites. And it's it's just yeah. I'm I'm almost at this point where I could confidently say it's my favorite anime of twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's so far I, I agree. Like enough said. If you haven't seen eighty six yet, start watching it because season two is gonna be a banger and you know, I'm putting my marbles in that basket like you said that this is this is the show you should be watching if you haven't started watching it i'm all in there are many times that we agree with one another and in terms of our anime taste so we take those we're betting the marbles this is squid game (laughs) oh no (laughs) but in squid game one of us loses (laughs) i'll okay i'll take the bet that tacto p is gonna be good it's gonna be an it's gonna okay, hold okay. it it's gonna hold an eight plus on now. That's my that's my bet. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I hope I hope you're right. You can leave me to dust. You can leave me to die in this Marvel game, but I I just hope you're right, man. I believe Tact will be eight plus. All right. What other shows have you watched? Okay, so I think following that, I had to follow up with you know my standard isekai, which oh no, of this season is. The world's greatest assassin reincarnated as an aristocrat? I don't know. The name was so long, like a typical isekai, that I'm not 100% sure. I think it was something like that. The world's best assassin reincarnated. No, I think you're right. Something something about assassin guy gets reincarnated as aristocrat. I've only seen the first episode because only the first episode's out. And actually, the first episode is most of, like, the previous life. It's You know how, like, most isekais of the first minute is, like, the death and then they... The, the like the next 18 minutes is just them like figuring out the new world so far yeah yeah it's the first episode was his original life so i thought that was interesting oh that's a that's a new take yeah. i appreciate and that. and i was like you know i like to see this backstory because his life what it's like he wasn't it wasn't a okay maybe a little bit spoiler but it's only been one episode so like i'm not really spoiling much but the guy's life isn't sad. It's not like the isekai where someone's living some poor, sad squid game life, dies and gets reincarnated as like some top of the class person. This one is more like the guy's an assassin, so his job is pretty dark. Gets killed because he wants to stop being an assassin, so you know his company is just like, you know, we can't have this this like liability out there. And then he gets reincarnated by a goddess to do the same thing but for a fantasy world so so that's how this first episode ended interesting and i thought that was an interesting fresh take on isekai that like the guy is still maintaining his first life in terms of his profession his mind his personality but he's basically being tasked to do what he did in the world world for this fantasy world so i was like you know this not bad i was like i, I I was like, I could live with this. This isn't like trash isekai. This is, I mean, it could be trash. Maybe, maybe my next episode, I'll be like, all right, this was a total, total disaster. He should have just stayed in the world world. <laughs> but so far, I was like, you know, it's different. And it's, I don't know if he's going to become a mage or something, but 
I don't know what his aristocrat means in this new world, but I mean, it could be it could be an interesting anime. And I can keep you updated because I know you hate isekai. You're probably not going to watch it, but a little bit different than your standard isekai. No, I th- I think I would end up watching it just because I just feel like there, it has it's got enough traction. What I've heard is that the opening is a banger, and that that's all I watched. <laughs> I was like, I saw on Twitter everyone say that the opening is such a banger, so I went to go watch the opening um, scenes and also the song, and it was it was great. So I was like, oh, oh, this show this show kind of has some promise to it, and I didn't finish watching the episode because I got busy, but. Compared to the other is- isekai that you told me to watch, Faraway Paladin, man, that's a trash isekai. <laughs> I'm sorry. that That is a trash isekai. I'm not going to be watching Faraway Paladin, so I guess I, I'm watching this other assassin isekai instead. Hey, Faraway Paladin, for some reason, I don't even know how Mal can come up with these scores yet after one episode, has a higher score than the world's greatest assassin. No, don't. that show is like... <laughs> A combination of the ancient Magus Bride with, I don't even know, but it's it's Promise Neverland. It's so no, it, atypical. It's Promise Neverland with Ma- Magus Bride. The guy looks like Promise Neverland. Yeah, it's just it was so irritating to watch. Uh, I I couldn't get through it. So, with that being said, I hope that the assassin Isekai is a good one and. I think it's based off a light light novel, right? So they both are. Both Faraway Paladin and Assassin are light novels. Standard isekai adaptations. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm probably gonna end up watching one of them. I'm, I don't think it's gonna be Paladin just because I just hated the first episode already. So that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, All right. So per your suggestion, I did watch Platinum End, and I want to hear what you thought about it. Platinum Inn, when when you watched it, did you, did you get any vibes from it in terms of a similar anime? Yes, I ah, uh, what's the name of it? I I can picture it, but I can't remember the name. Um, I got major uh Death Note vibes. Really? Yeah. As I was watching the show, I knew I knew nothing about the show. By the way, like going into the show, for for those that are listening, I literally knew nothing about Platinum End. I didn't even know what it was about. I just saw it on Crunchyroll. I I. I clicked it and I watched it. I didn't look up what the adaptation was, the original works, etc. And as I was watching the show, I was like, wait, this show, although it's not the same in terms of the storyline, for some odd reason, the art and stuff just and the pacing of the show and the plot just reminds me of Death Note. And I don't. I didn't know why. I couldn't pinpoint it. And later on, when I was listening to Trash Taste, they actually explained that Platinum End's manga writers is the same team that made Death Note. And I was just like, oh, I guess I'm just an anime genius and I could just pinpoint these things like off the top of my head. (laughs) But at the same time, I actually thought the storyline was pretty interesting. I do think that it's a show that is kind of red flaggy to me too. Because it's too complex. The The premise of the show is that he gets these like superpowers because he was, he was about to die. He meets an angel and he gets these angel's wings who, where he can move at, at a in, insanely fast speed where humans can't see him. And then he has the ability to manipulate humans' hearts for them to like fall in love with them. 
and it just seems too complex and at the end of the story they introduce this like race for these individuals that have met angels and have gotten this power to become the next selected god and there's just this race amongst these people to to reach that point it seems too complex it says that there's 24 episodes slated so that makes sense to me i'm kind of concerned as to how they're gonna portray the show and i'm hoping it just doesn't get too complicated but at the same time if they can execute it as well as they did with death note then it should be okay that's how i felt interesting yeah i mean it's it's very complicated to start i i had a lot of questions after the first episode i I, i'll be honest i didn't like the first episode but i didn't think it was like terrible i just thought it was i didn't i didn't really like it i thought it was interesting yeah it's definitely like there's potential yeah and i don't know if it's gonna get better or anything like that but the premise itself is kind of interesting and to me it's interesting because obviously i'm i'm just this dark soul that loves to see humans burn burn the world that they live in and it's just like a test of how these people react to the situation but i i think i'm on the same boat as you i didn't love the episode i didn't hate the episode and like i said it is one of the shows where i have just this like red flag warning but the premise itself is pretty interesting and kind of unique that's fair so do you think there's potential that this is going to be one of the sleepers of the season or is it kind of hard to say i have no idea i just have no idea it feels like it has some enough or has a lot of traction where people are watching the show i can see it being better than a good chunk i don't know if it's going to be one of the top five because i do think there are really good shows out there already gushed over 86 if tacked off destiny pans away that you say that it will pan out then that's probably gonna be a top five show as well and there's other shows that we haven't even talked about yet that are pretty high on the list too yeah that's true i mean maybe we should jump into some of those other shows uh it could be it could be a sleeper could not be i guess there's a chance there's a chance that's what i'm saying all right, well, in this last 10 minutes, let's talk about what you thought of the first episode of the highly anticipated Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. So I didn't even know that there was actually a, like, an episode release. I thought that se- the next season was starting December 5th, and that was it, but I didn't realize they were doing, like, a TV run of the... I- oh, God, I don't even know what it's called in English, but the Mugen de Shahan, which is the... I literally think it's arc? just called the Mugen arc. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it really? I, I have no idea what it's called in English. That's why. But the, the train arc, essentially, which was the movie, right? I didn't realize there was a show for it. And I was pleasantly surprised when I woke up on Sunday morning, I think. And I saw that there was a new episode of Demon Slayer. But wh- what did you think? Did you like it? I liked it. I really like how they're going to touch into the flame Hashida um, a bit more. A very likable character. Um, it definitely didn't get enough run in the normal show so it's a good filler that i think is interesting and it's not necessarily filler because it does follow the plot somewhat Um, but for those listening and maybe haven't seen the movie yet because you didn't want to pay it is on crunchyroll so you can watch the movie and you can follow it up watching 
uh, episode one of this uh, Mugen arc or that focuses on the flame Hashira uh, more specifically. So you kind of get his perspective and you get to see a little bit more about his background, Kyojiro Rengoku. Um, so I thought it's pretty interesting. I like the character a lot, especially because how, you know, in the manga, and this is not going to really be a spoiler, but his importance to the show is actually pretty great. And I didn't think they touched on it enough in either the movie or the first couple episodes, uh, I mean the previous season. So I'm glad to see they're spending a little bit more time to show that here. Yeah, so when we were reading the manga, I felt that the Flame Hashira was explained more. And then I watched the movie and then they didn't touch on a lot of these different aspects that kind of comes in, in these like chapters that follows the ending of the movie. But it felt weird at the same time if they started explaining that at the start of the next season. I was like, the movie ends at a good point in terms of a climax of a movie. But in terms of a clear-cut separation from the train arc to the district arc, it wasn't actually a clear-cut separation in the manga. So I was like, oh, how are they going to explain those? Are they going to take the first five episodes or so in the district arc to explain Rengoku more? But then I was pleasantly surprised that there's actually seven episodes that are kind of more centered around him to explain what he went through during this like train arc. But at the same time, they're probably going to go in more detail as to his background, his relationship with his parents, um, what motivates him, etc. Which is actually explained a lot in the manga. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about, about it. Obviously, I love more Demon Slayer action. So it, it's a good lead up and a good kind of teaser or I don't know like a hype train that leads to the district arc no pun intended on the train but yeah definitely i mean it's a good lead up for sure and the first episode was great um so another question what did you think about the opening wait i don't even remember the opening i'm specifically asking about the opening the op of the the episode yeah i literally don't even remember the opening Oh, wait, you mean like the start of the show or you mean like the opening song? The opening song. I literally don't even remember it. It's a Lisa song. It's though, a right? Lisa song. Yeah, I was just going to, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. I don't know why I don't remember it, but was it good? <laughs> I liked it. I mean, Lisa's songs have, have been quite bangers lately, so. Do you know who's doing the opening for the District Dark? I, for Demon Slayer? I don't. I, at this point, I feel like it'd have to be Lisa, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's one other artist though. There's two artists, and Lisa's one of them. Oh, is this the Aimer Lisa collab? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be fire. I haven't heard it. Is it probably not out yet? Is that crazy? That is crazy though. That's um. Yeah, I mean, no, no one's heard it yet because obviously it's not out because the district arc hasn't come out yet. But Aimer and Lisa kind of uh, that's a that's a banger. That's gonna be a banger. Yeah, that. Pretty excited for that one. That is exciting. That could be the best song. We'll have to make a ranking of our favorite songs of the year of anime. It's going to be like 86, 86, 86, Lisa, 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 <laughs> Amy. <Amer. laughs> All right. Did you watch anything else? I... As we kind of near the one hour mark? You know, I watched the shows we've been watching. I watched Aquatope. I'm not going to spend time. We talk about it every week. But I think you have another show, and I have one more show I want to touch on. So maybe before I hand it off to you, 
Uh, I'll touch on mine. It was Restaurant to Another World. And for anyone who thinks they are tired of Shokugeki, they're tired of Food Wars, they think it's too over the top, please go spend some time and watch Food Watch. Do not watch Food Wars. Watch Restaurant to Another World. It's just like a nice, easy anime that you can watch and relax to. And it's quite interesting. And it makes food look really good. I just think it's entertaining. It's not very isekai heavy. It's not very shokugeki heavy. It's not action-y. But for some reason, it's it makes you feel calm after a long day. And I, I've, I enjoy it. I enjoyed the first season, like I've said. And I just think the second season just feels like we picked up, we picked up where we left off. And nice and relaxing end-of-the-day anime while you're winding down for bed. Or eating. Maybe if you're eating dinner. I, I, ate my, I watched a couple of episodes while eating, and it was great. I actually want to watch this show. It's honestly like if you, if you watched you. Food Wars and you said this is too much fan service, this is too over the top, it's a little absurd. Restaurant to Another World is the, like the more calm version of that that just makes you feel at peace. It makes you feel good. Yeah, there isn't really a relaxing show this fall 2021 besides Aquatope. And I kind of want a show like that that I could watch on a weekly basis without much thought and just just watch it for what it was. I obviously haven't watched the first season, so I want to watch the first season before I get to the second season. But I'm actually thinking about watching the show, which is actually kind of surprising. Yeah, if I could show a show that is not action shown and heavy, but is very entertaining, it's Restaurant to Another World. All right. I'm definitely going to watch it. One show, actually, I'm... Uh, I want to get your thoughts on, and I've never watched the show personally, but I wanted to see if you've watched it. Have you watched World Trigger? I have not, but the ratings are crazy high. World Trigger ha- is in its third season. What I remember about this show or what I heard from the show was that the quality of the anim- anime and also just like the quality of the manga aren't great. And that kind of put me off to it. And, I mean, it's getting a third season. I mean, it has an eight already, which probably is part of that sequel syndrome problem where people who like World Trigger are rating it. But I just don't want to leave it out because I felt like maybe there's fans out there that might like World Trigger. Yeah, my, I mean, maybe that I should talk to my brother. He watches all, all of these shonen type shows, so maybe he can offer some commentary. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea if World Trigger is good. I've I haven't heard great things, but I don't know if that's just a skewed opinion. And I I'm just I mean it's consistently been around an aware. eight on Mal, which means it's not trash trash. Yeah, I I think I just heard that it's like very basic in terms of a like a shonen kind of show. That's fair. This guy looks like a combination of like Bell Cornell from How to Pick Up Girls versus like uh I don't even know. Maybe we have to ask someone else for their World Trigger opinion. But for those that like World Trigger, then there's a third season for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think we actually watched the same shows except two shows. I watched Blue Period on Netflix. I am not caught up in terms of the the episodes that are out in Japan, but Netflix is world is releasing Blue Period to the worldwide audience on a weekly basis and that was released October 9th which was I think a Saturday and so they're they're just simulcasting um every every week on on Saturdays 
the first episode to be honest with you wasn't that great and i didn't expect it to be great because i knew what the first episode was going to be about in the manga and it's a bit slow it felt like the first episode of kind of like aquatope where it was just like a slow lead up but i know for a fact that the story's gonna get better so it doesn't give me like any red flag warnings the only red flag warning i kind of have about it is i think the production is a little skimpy where it's they didn't give it enough budget or something and i feel like it could be a little bit better to portray art because it's a show literally about art but I don't know. It might get better as, as the show progresses. It's, it's hard to say it in the first episode, but it definitely felt like the slow first episode for A Slice of Life. And then the other show that I watched that you haven't watched yet is Jobless Reincarnation, which is another isekai. So if I watch Restaurant to Another World, I'm going to watch that and the assassination one and Jobless Reincarnation. And after three isekai, that's just like unheard of in a Chris season of anime. <laughs> <laughs> How was Jobless Reincarnation? I think Jobless Reincarnation is good. I think it's a very entertaining isekai. And it's always received high, high high marks. I do think there's a little bit too much fan service in it. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't mind it all that much in, in Jobless Reincarnation. Because it just seems to fit the main character's kind of personality. And the, I don't know, his like dirtiness. It's just it just fits that main character's dirtiness. But overall, in terms of the story, the progression, the the world that they live in, they do a pretty good job. The characters are pretty likable. I would definitely recommend it for anyone that likes Isekai. I don't even like Isekai, and I felt found Jobless Reincarnation when I watched it. I think back in the winter 2021 season to be pretty entertaining, and it got a lot of hype back then. The first few episodes kind of go straight back into the story there's no like delay it's it feels pretty natural in terms of the progression from season one season two with, while maintaining the hype so i think jobless reincarnation is actually good all right sounds like i might have to consider adding that to the list of never-ending isekai that i will watch this season it's definitely entertaining like i i know for a fact you'll like it because it is just like a very refined pretty action heavy isekai with the typical isekai themes okay so what's the what's the concern here i feel some for Jobless reincarnation I feel, I feel some concern yeah i feel a little s- skepticism no 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 i actually don't have any skepticism for it like i i've really enjoyed the first two episodes it was one of the only anime i, I binged in terms of uh season one i binged uh Jobless reincarnation i think in one day and it's one of the only few anime i've done that with isekai with an with an isekai anime so i actually don't have much concern there at all really hmm. it looks interesting i'm surprised i actually haven't watched it yet i guess it's another thing i missed out on yeah i mean the scores are high the scores are high from the first season and it's obviously still high on mal it's at 8.64 for the second season which is ridiculous that is that is really high the last show i actually haven't watched yet and is not released yet on Netflix and it's 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 mind blowing to me actually that Netflix is simulcasting two anime but uh, the other slice of life anime called Komi-san cannot communicate something like that I haven't watched that yet but the scores are insanely high like it's an 8.5 so I definitely feel as the slice of life sacrifice and slice of life fan of this podcast I, I 
need to watch it. So I don't have any opinions on that yet, but I will definitely get to that eventually once it's released on Netflix. Because I do want to give little stat boosts on Netflix to the shows that deserve it. All right. Netflix plug. Got to get them up. Got to get them yeah. trending. Top 10. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they're actually doing two simulcasts. I don't even remember the last time they did a simulcast, to be honest with you. Like, Violet Evergarden wasn't a simulcast. Great Pretender wasn't a simulcast. Yeah, I don't remember. So, they have two that, that they're simulcasting in the middle of the season. Kind of pretty exciting. That's interesting. Netflix stepping into the anime game. Yeah, with two slice of life animes. Who, who would have thought? They must have someone like you on board. Uh, I don't know if that guy should be running the anime section of netflix then because <laughs> obviously tacked off destiny or 86 was probably a better call in terms of assignable cast choices yeah 86 would have been fire if 86 gets on netflix game changer all right i think that wraps up this podcast we've kind of covered a lot of topics we even got to do the in highly anticipated in-depth review of squid game which i've been waiting for because i just felt like it screamed Sword Art Online and obviously you're the biggest fan of Sword Art Online. I just had to talk about it. But Alright, so next 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 week we'll come with Alice in Borderland in-depth review, hopefully. Hopefully I can get that done. I've been to Squid Game in a day, can do Alice in Borderland in a day. Dude, please watch it because there's so many comparisons that we need to talk about between the two because Alice in Borderland was like the survival game that the Japanese people released one year ago, exactly. And Squid Game was kind of the follow-up to that that the Koreans produced. And they're pretty similar in terms of themes, but at the same time, the, the overall story is very different. All right, I'm looking forward to it then. I'll, I'll make sure I watch it. <laughs> I got to. I have to at this point. All right. All right, look out next week for the Alice in Borderland in-depth review. All right. And for anyone who hasn't watched 86 yet, the last, the last thing I want to close out with is please go watch it so you can be part of this journey. Yeah. And I might come back next week saying Tacked Up Destiny's trash, but... Hot takes. We're going to hope that it doesn't happen. All right. Well, I'm going to be watching that tonight. So looking forward to that discussion. All right, guys. All right. I'll do it for episode one. See you guys next week. Peace out, we booze. <laughs>